Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. We're right in the middle of Sunshine Week, a week meant to celebrate the public's right to have access to information about how our government works and what is done by government in the name of its citizens. More on Sunshine Week in a moment. But first, a couple of quick updates on topics we've recently discussed here on the Electronic Cottage. Regular listeners may recall that Google is receiving an increasing number of requests from police departments for information about people's cell phone location based on what are referred to as geofencing warrants. These warrants specify a location and a span of time and ask Google to identify all of the cell phone numbers that were within that location in that span of time. Police will then look to see exactly where those phones were, when, and then try to narrow down the number of phones that were in a specific area at a specific time in the hopes of identifying a potential suspect. Then the police will go back to Google to get identity information on the owners of those phones to follow up and see if they are, in fact, suspects. This is essentially asking for a warrant to be able to develop a warrant. Under the Fourth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, a valid warrant needs to specify probable cause and be, quote, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized, end quote. A geofence warrant has no idea who may need to be seized, nor often any specific idea of the place that needs to be searched or the things that need to be seized. It becomes apparent in a hurry why these are sometimes referred to as backward warrants, and courts are increasingly being willing to say so. The latest such situation comes to us from a court decision from Fairfax County, Virginia, We'll post a link for anyone interested on the page for today's program in the Public Affairs Archives at www.weru.org. Bottom line, the court said, applying the Fourth Amendment principles of probable cause and particularity, the court will deny the present application for a geofence warrant. End quote. Anyone who carries a cell phone, or, as police see it, a tracking device, might be grateful for that decision, but it is only one decision in one county. Still, it's a start. Meanwhile, we've been looking lately at AI algorithms, which are playing a larger and larger role in our everyday lives, whether we know it or not, and often in ways that do not actually benefit very many of us. Today, though, we offer an interesting example of AI machine learning algorithms enhancing our understanding of history. A recent paper in Nature is entitled, quote, Restoring and Attributing Ancient Texts Using Deep Neural Networks, end quote. Here's the abstract, quote, Ancient history relies on disciplines such as epigraphy, the study of inscribed texts known as inscriptions, for evidence of the thought, language, society, and history of past civilizations. However, over the centuries, many inscriptions have been damaged to the point of illegibility, transported far from their original location, and their date and writing is steeped in uncertainty. Here we present Ithaca, a deep neural network for the textual restoration, 
geographical attribution and chronological attribution of ancient Greek inscriptions. Ithaca is designed to assist and expand the historian's workflow. The architecture of Ithaca focuses on collaboration, decision support, and interpretability. While Ithaca alone achieves 62% accuracy when restoring damaged text, the use of Ithaca by historians improved their accuracy from 25% to 72%, confirming the synergistic effect of this research tool. End quote. Pretty cool, especially the report of improving human accuracy at this task from 25% to 72%, a reminder that algorithms can be a great help to us, if we know they exist, understand what they're trying to do, and let us know how they make decisions. In this case, the article provides all of that information, and the result is an exciting increase in our knowledge of the ancient world that our culture is descended from. Okay, now on to Sunshine Week. This year, the week runs from March 13th to 19th, and every year the week includes both James Madison's birthday and National Freedom of Information Day, which is March 16th. Madison, the main framer of the U.S. Constitution, remarked that, quote, a popular government without popular information or the means of acquiring it is but a prologue to a farce or a tragedy or perhaps both. Knowledge will forever govern ignorance and people who mean to be their own governors must arm themselves with the power which knowledge gives, end quote. We refer to this week as Sunshine Week, inspired by Louis Brandeis's comment in 1891 that, quote, if the broad light of day could be let in upon men's actions, it would purify them as the sun disinfects, end quote. Brandeis, of course, later became one of the greatest of our Supreme Court justices, and his sentence is often paraphrased as, sunlight is the best disinfectant. Between Madison and Brandeis, we have the motivation for both our National Freedom of Information Act, or FOIA, and Maine's Freedom of Access Act, or FOA. The goal of both of these laws is to guarantee citizens access to information about the actions of their governments so that they can understand what government agencies and representatives are doing and how well they're adhering to and respecting the laws of this land. In this case, sunlight is the best disinfectant means that if officials know that their actions are open to public scrutiny, they're more likely to keep to the law. Often that works, but only if laws like FOIA and FOA are respected by government agents and decision makers, both in the letter and in the spirit of those laws. In our digital world today, that is unfortunately not always the case. And we'll take a look at some examples and how we might limit them so that technology does not provide loopholes to hide government actions from citizens. Right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. Mm -hmm.